This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host tonight, David, and tonight's game will be pinning the Benchwarmer team of Josh Bombach and Eric Walling versus Benchwarmer Scott and assistant coach to our Patreon team, Josh North. Welcome back to the bench, Josh. Why don't you take a minute to remind us of where you're from, what teams you root for, as if any of us don't know this already, and anything else you'd like to share about you, about Marcus, about anything you got? Uh, no, I don't have a lot to share. Everyone pretty much knows me, I think, by now. Josh North from uh, Marysville, Seattle area in Washington. Root for all the Washington teams, and pretty sure I'm teaming up with Scott, my mortal enemy. That's by his choice, not mine. And I think <laughs> last time we got our teeth kicked in, so I'm looking forward to getting that done again tonight. Awesome. Well, not awesome. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but... All right, Scott, why don't you uh, tell us how things are going for you and, and share your team name? There's no one I would rather force on the L train against their will than Mr. North. So pretty excited that we're teaming up again. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun. We were all, you know, right before we started recording, we were all kind of joking around saying, I don't know how we can get Josh a win finally because it's me and Bombac who don't win much and, Walling's been on this really strange um, blowing leads in the fourth quarter streak lately. So I, the win's going to be hard, hard to come by from all of us. And it's a David game. So strap in, um, but we're going to try. We really didn't uh, think too much about team name. I mean, whatever we've teamed before. And like Josh said, it didn't go well. I try to forget that, but um, Walling is sporting a really nice North face there. Um, really nice North face hoodie. Um, Tis the season. If you're, in anywhere cold right now for north faces so in honor of that because he's north and i'm pretty much the face of this operation our team name is north plus face <laughs> all right north plus face the self the self-declared face of this whole operation all right that sounds good uh eric josh i don't know who wants to go first but I'll tell go. us how you tell us how you're doing eric i'll please. go first because we have please. a very special message coming right. from josh for our team name uh yeah we're a little late today because i was crafting things out of brawn and strength in my garage uh and now my car works again so that was pretty great i dodged a bullet of not having rotors on my car and trying to drive it um yeah but otherwise it's been a nice weekend it was snowy and in the one to twos um on thursday and it was 70 degrees today so i am excited because spring and collective bargaining means baseball is right around the corner. <laughs> True enough. Pass it to my friend, Mr. The Josh half of Walling Josh. Uh, Love that name. <clears throat> oh, geez. Um, yeah, I had a, a pretty good day for most of the day today. I went to a um, Brazilian steakhouse for lunch. So I got my meat sweats on and then came home and took a couple hour nap because of said meat sweats. Um, but then I woke up to find out that the Vikings extended a certain quarterback for only one season, but that's one more or two season, too many seasons. So as I uh, declared with a meme in our uh, Benchwarmer chat, um, our team name today is going to be Damn It Not Again. 
Damn it, not again. That's perfect. And of course, you're subjecting Walling to have to to live with that name as well. Well, that kind of goes with just about everything Cowboys, I think. That's probably true. That's true. Every season, it's oh, Jerry Jones is the owner. Damn it, not again. (laughs) Could have been our team name too, actually. Perfect. All right. Well, I think it's time to uh, get rolling with the game. So uh, let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Okay, it's time for our coin flip. And since Josh is our guest, we're going to let uh, North plus face take this coin flip question. And the question tonight is the following. Who has had more steals in their career? Ricky Henderson or Steph Curry? Oh, wow. I thought he was going to say Ricky Henderson <laughs> or, or the rest of Major League Baseball since 2010. Yeah. I think the answer there is no, Ricky Anderson. Ricky. Yeah, Could be. <laughs> no, no. It's Ricky Henderson or Steph Curry. Oh, I know Steph. He just became the all-time steals leader, right, for the franchise. I'm trying to remember if I just remember the number because I just looked at it the other day. Well, how uh, many years did Ricky play? A million. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not wrong. 20 plus. Uh, my inkling is to go Steph here because you can get five or six steals in a game. I guess Ricky probably got like three or four multiple times. So. It's probably. Know. I'm guessing because it's a coin flip, it's pretty close. Um, yeah, I'm fine going with Steph. I, I don't really have enough on this either way to to veer one way or the other so i'm good with that all right yeah let's just check in steph curry all right well um ricky henderson in his career had 1406 stolen bases which is far and away the lead for the majors steph curry is gaining on him however he is at 1366 so it's actually not that close but it's getting closer all the time um so i think steph curry's is through did the warriors play today i think it was through yesterday but anyway yeah so he's he's 40 behind and gaining all right, so that's 10 points for darn it, not again. Oh, I guess it's damn it, not again, huh? It um, is. If we yeah, can do damn sorry. it, Meg, I think we can do damn it, not again. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, so heading into the first quarter, we have a score of damn it, not again, with 10 points for doing absolutely nothing. And North plus face, yet to get on the board with zero. But we did something. You did do something. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you you had team- answered incorrectly. You had team bonding, and that's important. Let that All right. Do, kids. Doing something is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Always do nothing when you, when you have yeah, a when, chance. When faced with the choice of doing nothing or doing something, do nothing. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be Sporting Haikus. 
Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be four questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 25 points. Question one in Sporting Haikus. An NBA team shares division with all teams from neighboring state. Should we check that in? Yeah, let's check that in. All right, we're checked in. All right, damn it, not again, has checked in. North plus face, talk it out. I think we're kind of closing in here on an yes. answer. We're thinking Phoenix, Suns, because I believe their division is them and all the California teams. Right, right? yeah. And Suns, I was just, Kings, Lakers, Warriors. My map was all messed up in my head, so it's Arizona right underneath Nevada, so it touches the right the south. Part yeah, of California. Yeah, I, I like that. Let's let's check in with with the Phoenix Suns. All right, and damn it, not again. What did you guys have? Uh yeah, you know, initially I was like, okay, this has to be one of the ones bordering California, right? And I was like, I was like, quickly, my brain first went Portland, and then I was like, nope, they're in Minnesota's division, which makes that not possible. So then, pretty quickly, Wally and I, like at about the same time, typed Phoenix to each other and agreed that we think that is actually the answer. So we also checked in with the Phoenix Suns. And both teams are receiving points. I think what makes this difficult is that so often for people look at NBA standings, everybody's now collapsing into conference standings because it virtually doesn't matter what division you're in, but they still, every once in a while, you'll see these division maps and the way they draw, the way they were drawn out. I was looking at it recently, just out of curiosity. I noticed that Phoenix is in fact in a division with Golden State, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Kings. So it's basically Arizona and California. So yes, points all around. Well done. Okay, question number two in Sporting Haikus. A father and son, each a franchise sack leader, dad played for the Browns. We're going to check in. All right, damn it, not again. Has checked in. North plus face. Talk it out. We don't really have anything (laughs) to latch on to. The only things Scott said were Chris Long and Howie Long, but... It doesn't Chris, fit. Chris Long didn't play anywhere long enough to be a sack leader. And how it probably Long's a linebacker, yeah. I don't know. Do we just think of a sack leader that, that well, we I was trying of? to think if there was like a sack leader that was something junior, but I can't even think of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Ken, Ken Norton Jr. probably was right, a sack leader. Right, right. Did, did, I mean, this is David. Did Julius Peppers have a dad that played on the Browns? <laughs> Not that I know of. Uh, uh, is it Julius and Chili Peppers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, Jason, oh, did Jason Taylor have a dad that played for the Browns? Maybe. I mean, Taylor's a common enough name. Yeah, I, I, I again, I have nothing here. Do you want to just check in with Taylor? And yeah, let's just do that. At least, at least it's a common enough name where maybe, maybe it's, it's true. <laughs> All right, David, we'll check in with Taylor. All right, and damn it, not again. What did you guys check in with? Uh, yeah, so we were both racking our brains for somebody who could have been a junior or a, or a, I don't know, a, somebody whose dad had played in there. We were kind of coming to Lincoln. Uh, Josh and I both kind of thought at the same time. Clay Matthews is like the third, and I think his dad played. So we his really dad definitely played. With, I don't know if he played for the Browns. The Browns. I don't know if he's a franchise sack leader, but right. The third is the Green Bay franchise sack leader. So. Yeah, so is he we, really? We didn't have much else to go. We, I we, think so. we were digging well, much. I could be wrong. It, maybe we're wrong. Yeah. But I, yeah. 
I think he is there, exactly. We just couldn't think of another guy who had a lot of sex and a dad who also maybe. <laughs> and a dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every other franchise actor yeah. has been born in a test tube. So we checked in with, uh, with Matthews. And one team is receiving points. And yeah, you were on the right track when you're trying to think of juniors. But in fact, in this case, you had to think of somebody who was the third. Uh, I great. actually did think of somebody and put him in yeah. our chat, but did not think he led that franchise in sacks. Yeah, it's strange. And I think it's a longevity thing. I mean, they've had a lot of sack guys and, yeah. and you know, Reggie White didn't last there long enough, for example. But yeah, so Clay Matthews is the third, is the franchise sack leader for the Packers. And thanks to the way they did funny stats for the Browns, Clay Matthews Jr. is the career sack leader for the for the Browns. Sorry, Clay Matthews III for the Packers and Clay Matthews Jr. for the Browns. In fact, Clay Matthews Jr. is the oldest person to ever record a sack. He recorded a sack when he was 41. Um, oh. So that's another extra tidbit for you. But one team receiving points. Well done. Um, okay, so on to question three for Sporting Haikus. Warriors draft pick played in four different decades retired as hawk we are checking in all right damn it not again has checked in north plus face about 30 seconds to talk it out yeah i was just thinking guys that would have played long enough to even have that happen i i'm pretty sure kareem came very close to this happening i i want to say he was like 69 to 89 i think he might have just missed it yeah but it wouldn't be him anyway obviously um that's what I thought. Maybe Robert Parrish because because they have to play what twenty two years at least. I right. I could see Parrish being drafted in you know the late sixties, played through the seventies, the eighties, and I know he played into the nineties. Yeah, it's just that wording on the Warriors draft pick. I don't know, right? If that means he ever played for him or if they was drafted before he played a game for him. And right, and that's also why I thought maybe Kevin Willis, but. I think he would only be 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Um, but out of anyone we mentioned, I'd, I'd feel the most comfortable with Robert Parrish, but this could be a guy we haven't even thought of. Yeah, it just – he's kind of like the, the default answer. I mean, for, most for games guys, played, like – For guys that play forever. So yeah. I think that's that's too easy for a David question. I don't know. You're trying to you're trying to play the meta game. That's that doesn't always work. But I, I think that's our best guess. So maybe we just check in with Robert Parrish. Yep. All right. And damn it, not again. What did you guys check in with? <laughs> yeah, I think Robert Parrish is the guy who looked like the oldest NBA player in history. Definitely. Um, so I remember <clears throat> because Derek is my, one of my favorite people on the face of the earth. At one time, there were like three or four players left that had been drafted in the 90s. Dirk, Ginobili, Terry. Oh, shit. It's Vince, Vince Carter. And Vince Carter was the only one that made it to the 2020s. So mm -hmm. that's why we checked in with Vince Carter. Yeah. I what? don't know why we didn't think of him. Yep. Yeah, what? definitely a Warriors draft pick. Yeah, one, one team is receiving points. And when I was a kid, I remember being really obsessed with baseball players who lasted four decades because it's way more common. But no basketball player had ever done it until Vince Carter. Vince Carter's rookie year was 98-99. He was, of course, everybody remembers, but he was drafted by the Warriors and then traded for his, his Tar Heel teammate, Anton Jameson, uh, and then ended up retiring as a Hawk just last year. So, yeah, the answer is, in fact, Vince Carter. Well done. Yeah, you, you can't ever take the uh, drafted by with NBA as oh, yeah. absolutes because yeah. there's so many where they technically oh, yeah. are drafted by the team. 
because they have a their their whole it's just stupid. You have to wear this hat even though yes. you know, you're not going to play for <laughs> yes. them. Yes, yes. Put on the hat exactly. Give me that Luca Atlanta Hawks jersey. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. All right, on to question four. Our last sporting haiku. George Grand was first host. This is ads came later. What year was premiere? And this is in quotes. That's important. That's why it sounded awkward. We're checked in. All right. North Plus Face has checked in. Damn it. Not again. Time to talk it out. When did 30 for 30 come out? Um, let's see. So definitely Sports Center. Yes. Um, I think late. Late 70s. I think it was late 70s. It's like right, it might be 79 because, like, it's it was close to the 80s, but I think it technically was in the 70s. So I don't know if it would have been earlier than 79. That That's my guess, but I don't have a strong. No. So that, I, that means 30 yeah. for 30 would have come out in 09. Does that yeah, sound about right? Tracks. Yeah. I'm trying to remember when I got the. DVD set as a Christmas present for my in-laws. <laughs> and it was before we were married and we're still living in our condo, which puts it roughly 0809. So yeah, yeah, I like it. Let's go with 79. All right, sounds good. Okay, check in with 1979. All right, and North Plus Face, what did you guys check in with? Um, yeah, for whatever reason, I know that these following four things all happen within a two-year period of each other in the late 70s and that is the debut of sports center the creation of saturday night live the movie grease being released (laughs) (laughs) and the movie halloween being released all happened uh within a two-year span there so i think sports center was one of the later of those four so we also went with 79 so both teams are receiving points but i'm gonna have to pull uh pull h uh, on this because I think you're right about three of those, but Saturday Night Live was closer to the mid seventies. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was seventy seven for some reason. I think it's seventy five because the first episode was George Carlin all that. But I think the other ones you're right. I think Greece was seventy eight. Like yeah, Halloween is seventy eight. Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, well done. Uh, good pull. I was trying to figure out if I should give a little wiggle room for that answer, but I couldn't do it in haiku syllables, so I just gave up. All right, well done. Okay. <laughs> At the end of the first quarter, we have scores of North plus face at 50 and damn it, not again with 110, but a long way to go in the game and a chance to make up some points because today's second quarter will be five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. Here we go. Five on three. List number one. In 2019, Albert Pujols became the seventh player in Major League history with 200-plus home runs in both the American and the National League. The first was Frank Robinson. All of the others did so in the last 40 years. Name them. We'll, we'll check in. All right. North Plus Face has checked in. Damn it, not again. I'm giving you 20 seconds. Okay. We got two for sure. Um, I think the third one is. So I so we agree on... McGuire and Griffey. 
McGuire and Griffey. We think McGriff, right? I think, I think McGriff had enough. He would have had, had enough. Few AL stints and and Atlanta. Um, so then the question is, do we think did Vlad hit enough did with he the play enough in the Nats? We're Montreal. saying Montreal. Um, did he hit two hundred in Montreal? I don't. Yeah. Maybe. And Tommy was another name we threw out there, but I don't think he was with the Phillies long enough. I don't think he had it. And our career long enough because he was like a career DH at the end. So yeah, I anyway. do you just want to go with the three. And Let's just... go with the three. Let's All go right. with we're gonna check in with um McGuire, Griffey, and McGriff. Okay. And North Plus Face, what did you guys have? I like their three better. And I can't believe we didn't think of Mark McGuire. <laughs> I mean, I, I did. I just yeah. Yeah, so we, he always scares me with with the Cardinals because even though he hit like seventy and then fifty or whatever the year after, he didn't hit that many more after that. So that's only one hundred twenty. So I, you know, I don't know that he even hit eighty more with them. That's kind of why I dismissed him. Yeah, that's true. So we were throwing around some of the similar names: Scott yeah, throughout Tommy Delgado, McGriff, Sheffield, and Griffey. Um, and we kind of were down to. We got down to Griffey, Sheffield, McGriff, and Delgado. And we decided to check in with uh, Sheffield, Griffey, and Delgado for our three. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't love it, though. I'm feeling less and less good about Delgado, though. I like Sheffield a lot. I, like, I typed that in. As soon as you start talking, I'm like, wait a minute. Scott, Gary <laughs> Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will tell you by my records, and now now I'm second guessing, and I want to go back and check because Sheffield does sound good, but only one team is receiving points. The correct answers are actually Mark McGuire, Fred McGriff, Ken Griffey, Vlad Guerrero, and if you can believe this, Carlos Beltran. Oh, oh. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So now I want to go check uh, Sheffield's career stats real quick. <laughs> I mean, uh, if he, I, he, I'm sure he's close. If he's not, he had to have been just based on yeah. Yeah, he's probably like 199. So he's in so one most, of them, yeah. The vast majority of his were in the NL. NL, he's, yeah. He, yeah. He was 368 in the NL and only 141 in the AL. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, he just didn't have enough years in the AL. Right. I mean, he's got what? Tigers, Yankees. Yankees, I mean, that's yeah. pretty much it. Okay. So on to list number two. I'm looking for the five schools that in the last 10 years – have had a wide receiver drafted in the first round in consecutive years. We'll check in. Damn it, not again, has checked in. North plus face. It's about 30 seconds to talk out. We've got definitely two. Yes. And then a, just a ton of others that trying to remember the, the years, right? Clemson, because definitely Sammy Watkins. Yeah, and Hopkins should be right around there, but I right. don't I think they might be 2013 and 2014. Um, that fits. And then I threw out Baylor because they cranked out a lot of receivers when RG3 was there, but I don't know for sure. Now I'm thinking Notre Dame, right? Because they had like Michael Floyd and a couple of other pretty big receivers. Yeah. Um, I'm fine going just Ohio State or just LSU Alabama, which are the two we know for sure. Yeah, but I'd be fine if we wanted to throw in maybe Clemson. I feel like Ohio State's got to be in there too, but I just can't 
pull who it is. Right. Outside of Devin Smith, I can't, I'm not thinking of anyone else right now. So, so we can either just go take the safe and go two and get points or. Yeah. So it's either get 20 and barely catch up, get 30 and barely, barely catch, catch up. up by a little more or get zero <laughs> and stay right where we're at. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll do whatever. Uh, I like to. Bet. I, I'll, 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 I'll say this. I feel more comfortable going with Clemson on this than I did Delgado on the last one. All right, let's go LSU, Alabama, and Clemson. Check it in. All right, and damn it, not again. What did you guys have? Similar conversation. Um, uh, LSU and Bama came up like really quick, and then we also. I was thinking Baylor too because like I was. Kendall, I was right? Thinking of yeah, and John Doxson who went to uh, to Washington, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to think of first round wide receivers, and then another right. like, yes, once I yep. figure out their school, like another yeah. one will pop up, and it just didn't happen. So uh, <laughs> we we ended up, and afterwards I thought, oh, I wonder if Oklahoma State was one because Des and Blackman were either back to back years or like really close, but we only checked in with um, the two of LSU and Alabama. All right, well. Both teams will be receiving points. This is one where I would say that four of them I was expecting somebody to get, and the fifth would have been just I don't know all I'm kinds sure. of all yeah. kinds of e bonus points. Oh, so, I'm sure with time so I would have got it. The, yeah. So the the pseudo obvious ones I guess are Alabama and LSU, both of whom had back to back wide receivers in 2021 and 2020. People mentioned Clemson, and that was correct. You guys checked in with Clemson, and that was 2014, 2013, as you said, with Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins. So well done yep. there. So 2020 and 2019 was actually Oklahoma, C.D. Lamb and Marquise Brown. I couldn't think of mm. Hollywood Brown. I had C.D. Lamb, and I was like, yeah. who else? And I couldn't yeah. think Hollywood Brown. I was the other way around, so inexcusable. And you didn't, yeah. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> Brown, the worst guy to have on your fantasy team. Yeah, right. And, and, and the thing that made this the five-on-three that I just – for some reason, this one just totally shocked me when I, when I was reminded of this. The other one is Arizona State. You know, like it popped in my head because of Ayuk, but I couldn't. I was like, I'm not going to come up with another Arizona State. It's it's Nikhil Harry and Brandon Ayuk. Completely forgot about Nikhil Harry. Yeah, most people did for good reason because yeah, yeah, he's Nikhil Harry. Absolutely. All right, so that was (laughs) exactly so. That's 30 points for Northwest Face and 20 points for Damn It, not again. And finally, we come to list three. According to Pro Football Reference, not including declined or offsetting penalties. What were the most commonly called penalties in the NFL in 2021? We're going to check in. Okay. Damn it. Not again. It's checked in. Northwest face. You have about 30 seconds to talk it out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure just like the other team, we've gone through pretty much every penalty there is and then just <laughs> try to determine which ones we feel happen more often. Um, of all the ones we mentioned, Josh, I like offsides, offensive holding, Defensive pass interference, false start. I feel really good about all four of those. And then illegal contact. I, See, I, like, like you were saying, offsides can get declined so often. Yeah, offsides does get declined a lot. That's so true. You, I, would, I would think more encroachment, especially now. They call encroachment a lot yeah. faster than they used to. Well, and – Actually, you know which one might be up there for that is neutral zone infraction. Neutral zone infraction, right? Because offensive linemen are getting so good at yeah, yeah, taking them out, starting yeah. off right when they come right when there's movement. <sighs> yeah, I, I, so I would say, one hundred percent false start. Yes. Um, 
pass interference has me worried because what do you get like two or three a game? Yeah, I would say there's more illegal contact thrown. Sometimes refs are hold the pi since they're so costly. An illegal contact uh, is that illegal contact all the time is is within is is contact before the ball right. thrown yeah. five yards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't man. know. This is tough. We're definitely going to say false start. I like offensive holding, I think. Those two for sure, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, alignment especially are always getting called for that. I don't know. Those three, that got me worried on having three different offsides, defensive offsides penalties. They might negate each other. Yeah, I so agree. We, we can go, uh, we can go false start. Offensive holding, pass interference, and illegal contact if we want. Yeah, let's do that. All right, David, we'll check in with those four. All right. And damn it, not again. Which ones did you guys have? I mean, some similar conversation. We didn't go, we didn't try to get too far into the weeds, but we stuck with some of the ones that we thought for sure. We agree, false start. We think offensive holding. And it seemed like there's, there's at least three, if not four, def- it seems like pass interference. I saw them called all the time. Maybe that was just in the games I was watching. And there was also, it seemed to be an emphasis on defensive holding. So like, you know, before the ball is thrown, yeah. if they're holding. So we're going with offensive holding, false start, defensive pass interference, and defensive holding as our four. All right. One team is receiving points. Um, this is one that's really interesting. If you look at the list over time, you can tell where the – What's the word expression they use that you just use, Josh? Points of emphasis, right? Because the refs are told, go look for this, go look for this, and then they start calling it. To your point, Josh North, um, I had to do the math on this to try to think of like what would be a lot of penalties because there were 272 regular season games, and that's what we're talking about here. So um, it only takes not even one a game to make this list, but I'll read you the top five. So offensive holding, far and away, number one, 649. False start, even more runaway, number two, 573. And then there's a huge drop-off, defensive pass interference at 301. Another huge drop-off, defensive holding at 163. And if you can believe it, at number five, delay of game. I, yeah, I, 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 I brought it up, but I said, like, I, I feel like the, I feel like they catch that now you know and call I, the timeout right away, like, right before Well, but there's now. a lot of them where they just take it, right? If I, like, if I, yes. If I knew yes. there was only about one per game, I would have definitely gone home. Oh. Yeah, because like I think analytics now, all these analytic things are saying, take the delay of right. game penalty. Yeah. Don't I, use I, your timeouts. Yeah, you know, in in just a random like first quarter, take the five yard penalty and save that timeout. But yeah, it, I would have never thought delay of game would have been top five, but the, but, even but, knowing one. Well, the other time delay game. of game, the other time the delay of game happens is when they're when they're like at the opponent, let's say forty or forty-five, and they're looking for more room for the punt, so for they the back punter. themselves yeah, up, yeah. you know, that whole thing. So, so anyway, yeah, yeah those are look, usually declined. Yeah, often they are. You're absolutely right, but yeah. sometimes they are not. So it's interesting because if you look year to year, there's a tremendous amount of variance in this. But anyway, um, where, so, where was where did illegal contact come in on that? So illegal contact. So it's broken down strangely by the way the official rules are given, but. Um, so there's a let's see illegal use of hands on defense. Uh, if it's about, not there, it, it, it should. I thought it'd be right up there with defensive holding because no illegal contact was actually only called 
the way it's officially called was uh, credited was 26 times. I mean, it's way down the list, not even in the top 10. That seems crazy. It does seem More crazy. Or less than crackbacks. That's why that, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> chop blocks are way down the list. I know it's only called five times. Clipping was called once. I, I remember a time when clipping used to be called all the time. So anyway. Tripping. <laughs> tripping. <laughs> That's for a whole season. There was only five crackbacks. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, they were they were called. That were called. That were called. Yeah. But there were yeah. sixteen horse collar tackles, for example. Anyway, I just <laughs> yeah. Thought it was a thought it was an interesting question. I don't know. All yeah, right. One of those got called in a game where I was like, I don't think that was a collar, you know, like a horse collar. Like, but apparently if you grab just the jersey above, like at the name or something, it's like Yeah, if you grab it's, uh, it's the, kind of the way you pull right. them down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. come. I, I get if you grab the shoulder pads and yank a guy backwards. I get that, but I don't know. I mean, I like it. I've seen too many times a guy get pulling back and his knee gets shredded. I up. have not seen yeah. it where somebody's jersey pulled him back that way. Yeah. I, like, because the jersey is loosely attached to people. It, it's more if you're grabbing onto that pad, which I totally get. That's the one where just, yeah. Anyway, whatever. All right. So after the second quarter, we have scores of damn it, not again with 200 and North plus face picking up some points there at 80, which brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 25 points. It is time for yet another pre and post game inspired halftime. So each of the following pre and post game contains an actor or actress that portrayed a famous athlete in a movie. For those, I'm only going to give you the famous athlete and the year that they portrayed uh, the, the athlete. Okay. So question number one, you'll get the hang of this quickly. Pre and post game style, Lou Gehrig, 1942. And the only player since Joe Montana, to win the NFL Offensive Player of the Year and the Super Bowl MVP in the same season. All right, we'll check in. Damn it, not again, has checked in. North plus face, talk it out. Um, no idea who played <laughs> Lou Gehrig in 1942 unless he pulled up Babe Ruth and played himself. I was going to say, did he play himself or was he gone by then? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But even I don't think so because Gary Rig probably doesn't go with a, an NFL player. His first name. NFL Offensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl MVP in the same season. I mean, well, if I got to think of an actor from 1942, I might as well just sign off now. Right, I know that's right. I, I'm not going to get it from there. Um, I'm thinking maybe Kurt Warner for the second part, Offensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl MVP because he also won League MVP, okay, right? But- Kurt. I don't know of anybody with the last name Kurt. Right. Or, or something, you know, but again, I, I don't. I, I, I can probably name Bob Odin Kurt. There you go. I can probably <laughs> name less than five actors in from 1942. Um, so like Humphrey Bogart, Gregory Peck, but it's not those guys. I, I yeah, unless we come up with the the football player, I might be able to get there, depending on 
Uh, Brett Favre, maybe for for the second part. I'm just trying to think of guys that we know won Super Bowl MVP. Terrell yeah. Davis. I was but, just going to say Terrell Davis because a lot of times they'll give the offensive player of the year to a non-quarterback. To a non-quarterback, yeah. To give the MVP to them. Right. But uh, even if I if that doesn't help me because Tur. Tom Brady always could be yeah. the answer. But I can't think of a last name that would end Tom. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Patrick, it could be a last name of an actor. Like, because then you get Patrick, you get Kirkpatrick, you get Fitzpatrick. Yeah, well, that trick, Patrick. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just, I don't think we're going to come up with the actor anyway. I got nothing. Unless Luke Gary played himself. So, or what if, how about in a twist, Babe Ruth played Lou Gehrig in a movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that famous football player with the name Ruth <laughs> oh man I yeah I, I'm okay to just pawn on this one yeah I, I feel like Mason right now <laughs> you're looking yeah. like Mason I yeah I don't I don't have anything we can punt that's fine yeah we're gonna just go ahead and punt this one all right so go back to damn it not again well, I think uh, Babe Ruth was in the movie playing himself. <laughs> Maybe he did dual roles, you know, no, like he, uh, Eddie Murphy did. style. But I think the Offensive Player of the Year and the Super Bowl MVP just happened, and that would be Cooper Cup. And the gentleman who played um, Lou Gehrig was Gary Cooper. So we checked in with Gary Cooper Cup. And one team is receiving points. Yeah, that that's right. I was I was hoping that the recency would help with the Cooper Cup. Of course, the Lou Gehrig 1942 is anything yeah. but recent. But, <laughs> but, Gary, but Gary Cooper, I figured once you got to Cooper Cup that it might be a little bit easier because Gary Cooper is a pretty well-known actor. So, um, all right, let's move quickly on to question two before before the daggers that Scott is sending me across the, across the wire. <laughs> okay. Okay. Herb Brooks in 2004 and James J. Broddick in 2005. What's your name? Damn it, not again, has checked in. North plus face. You get to talk it out. I'm so sorry, Scott. I'm not a movie guy. I no, I, I've never, this isn't even being a movie guy. I've never heard of this James J. Brodick, and apparently he's a sports person. Um, yeah. J, J. J. Brodick? Is that supposed to be J. J. Reddick? Is that a typo? Yes. <laughs> um, a little bit different guy. Just <laughs> a little bit different. Okay. Uh, obviously, Herb Brooks is Kurt Russell. Yes. Um, you said Russell Crowe. That I, has I, he done a sports movie of any kind? Maybe. Um, what kind of movies were coming out in 2005? What kind of um, real, oh, well, never mind. I was going to say really good ones like Wedding Crashers, but then he said what kind of sports movies. Um, Coach Carter came out in 2005, but <laughs> there's no James J. Brodick in that. Yeah. C- did Seabiscuit come out in 2005? I think it did, but there's, again, there's right around there. Uh, I don't know if James J. Brodick has anything to do with Seabiscuit. It was the horse. Yeah. <laughs> was Russell yes, Crowe that famous, that famous <laughs> Kentucky Derby winner, James J. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Russell Crowe just as good as, like, because I don't think Russell Brand was playing a a sports person. So 
if we we need an actor with the first name Russell, I certainly prefer Crow to Brand. Who was the lead in that movie? I can't think of it right and now. And what, Seabiscuit? That Seabiscuit. was Toby Maguire. No, uh, yeah, he was the jockey, but who was the, the horse owner? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen that movie, and I won't. Um, I, I Again, I, Russell Crowe to me is better than anything else we're going to get. Yeah, it could just be a movie that we can't think of. Right, so we're going to check in with uh, Kurt Russell Crowe. All right, and damn it, not again. What did you guys have? Well done. You 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 picked the right Russell. Um, this would there weren't been, many. There weren't too many oh, to choose from. Uh, the Cinderella Man is the. Oh, that's yep. That's right. Yeah, boxer. So JJ yep. Reddick, white guy, white athlete. James J. Braddock, white athlete. So hey, you you know. You forgot about James J. Bullock. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't. I didn't. Okay. All right. Um, good. Yeah. So we also checked in with uh, Kurt Russell Crowe. That's right, and and Josh has all the flavor text there. So, so Russell Crowe was uh, in Cinderella Man. He starred. James J. Braddock was champion from I don't know sometime in the mid '30s, but the movie was 2005. He, he might right. not have been the guy that beat the guy because it was so long ago. There was That's no right. other guy. Well, maybe there's a long enough chain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Somewhere in there, you beat the guy, you beat the guy, and then the the belt was stripped, and then it was taken away by somebody yeah. else. But yeah. All right. Question number three, and this one is a triple. Tanya Harding in 2017, and the active pitcher who is the all-time leader for strikeouts per nine innings and Joe Jackson in 1989. We'll check in because we're just going to smash them together. All right. Uh, damn it. Not again has checked in and we'll smash them together. Whatever that means. North plus face. Here you talk it out. Uh, neither one of us can think of the girl that played I, Tanya. Yeah, we know. She's Harley Quinn. We know she's in Wolf of Wall Street, and I just can't pull her name. Man, that's as soon as I hear it, too. You know, it's like I've probably Googled her multiple times. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm sure, you have. Uh, and then active pitcher, and what is it? Strikeouts per nine, he said. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. An active pitcher who is the all-time leader for strikeouts per nine. Okay, so you would think like Scherzer or Kershaw or Verlander, right? I mean, yeah. Unless it's a, I mean, I guess it could be a relief pitcher. If we can just keep naming pitchers, maybe the beginning, right? Beginning sound will get us to our name. Because I think it could be. Yeah, it could be a relief pitcher too, though, right? Like a Josh Hader or someone that hasn't been around that long, but has the caper nine. Yeah, but her her name doesn't start with Josh or end with right. Josh. Yeah, well, I don't think it's Max either, or Clayton, or no. Justin. Oh man, I can't believe I'm I'm blanking on her name right now. I know she was like the most popular actress for like a three year span there. And it's just not coming to me. Do we have any idea who Joe Jackson is? Shoeless Joe, Shoeless Joe Jackson. I'm thinking this might be Eight Men Out. I don't know what year that came out. That's probably around there. Do you know who played him? Nope. Maybe. I don't even know who was in that movie besides D.B. Sweeney. Yeah. Um, was Ray Liotta in that? I. I... Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, he was. Uh, yeah. Um Ray, does that help with a pitcher? 
No. I don't know, Scott. I don't know okay. how I might get there. I don't... Yeah. All right. Um, oh, if I could just think of her name. And I can't believe I'm blanking on it right now. This entire game has just been like a race against the clock. Like, if I had 10 minutes, I'm sure I'd come up with it. <sighs> and I, we probably would have remembered Hollywood Brown, too, if we had 10 minutes in that other one. <laughs> <laughs> Could have got one more there. Uh, yeah, I just, I just can't think of her name. Um, all the names that are popping in my head are not her. So, <laughs> uh, I don't even have anything funny because there's three, so it's hard to come up with yeah. a funny one. So yeah, we're gonna say the the actress that played Harley Quinn, a pitcher that's in the MLB right now, and either DB Sweeney slash Ray Liotta. That's what we checked in with. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll break it down in a second. But before we do, we may uh, not be wrong. Yes, you, you may not be wrong. Uh, I but, mean, but but damn it, not again. What did you guys have? Well, I will say, Scott, you did name the two actors who have played Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yes, you did in films. Yes. Nice. One was in Eight Men Out, and the other was in the movie that you needed to have it for, which was Field of Dreams, which was yes. Ray Liotta. Boring. Um, Almost as boring as when Harry met Sally. Because now that I now that I said we're gonna smash them together, I'm not sure that Margot Robbie would be very happy that I made her smash Ray Liotta. So we are checking in with Margot Robbie Ray Liotta. Mariners legend Robbie Ray. Uh, yes, and that's right. And in fact, that was part of the reason, part of the inspiration of the question. Because when I saw that Josh was on, I wanted to work in a a, a legendary Mariner. And I, and oh wait! I, I thought you were going to say you were going to. You wanted me being on. You wanted to work. No, you know, no, dreams question. no, that that also works. That was just bonus, right? I mean, I got to I got to sort of go after Josh and both Joshes at one time. Um, yeah, Robbie Ray. If you look at the strikeouts per nine innings leaders now, I mean, Ryan and uh, Randy Johnson both sort of fall down the list because yeah, all these active pitchers are are on that list. I didn't realize Robbie Ray was quite that prolific when it came to strikeouts, but yeah, so. So uh, one team does receive points. It's Margot, Robbie, Ray, Liotta. If we could have got Margot, Robbie, that question would have been. We would have had it. Yeah. Actually, you probably, I was thinking you were going to get it going back to front because as soon as Scott said Ray Liotta, I was waiting for you to jump in with Robbie Ray. And then you probably would have had it from that. And I think you could have easily gone back to front. So anyway, well done. Well done. All right. Uh, Well, unfortunately, our game is splitting up a little bit here, but. Right now we have scores of North plus face has 105 points and damn it. Not again has 275, but there's still time for Walling to screw this up. And we have a missing link. And we're first now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Benchwarmers TP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called the bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. And today's third quarter will be the missing link. (laughs) What? No way. I just didn't see this coming. The Missing Link. 
This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one of the missing link. After being drafted out of UCLA in the first round, this quarterback had a journeyman career in the NFL, but also played in the Arena Football League. And in 2001, he became the first and only XFL MVP while playing for the Los Angeles Extreme. We're checked in. All right. North Plus Face has checked in. Damn it, not again. Talk it out. I actually watched that that one season they had back then. Wasn't only one season back then? Oh, oh yeah. One season back then. <sighs> It's kind of a great talk out session where we just get a long series of Josh sighing. Yeah, well, just like one, one right after the other. <laughs> salty, <laughs> salty sighs over here. This team. That's right. I, I mean, like I said, I watched, I, I think I watched a lot of the games. Why? That's a whole different question. We don't need to go down that. Um, it wasn't he hate me. We, we, that he wasn't a quarterback. Smart. It wasn't Rod Smart. No, no. Um, is it Tommy Maddox? You know, I don't know. I don't. That's. I think I remember him being in. Like that name rings a bell when you said that. I have Uh, no idea if he went to UCLA. I don't either, but I think I remember him being XFL and NFL. Yeah, that that's that's the only name that's popping up for me. Okay. Like I said, it's just from recalling back to watching that amazing season of. The extreme football league or whatever. The... Two guys running at each other from 30 yards away to get the ball first. You know, there were some you know, you know, interesting-ish ideas. So you go to that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to come it. up with anything different. Yeah, sure. That's the one that popped in my head from, from back then. So Yeah. All right. We're going to check in with Tommy Maddox. All right. And North Plus Face, what did you guys have? It's it's not a backup beep beep answer. That was that was well thought out. Yeah, it's it's Tommy Maddox. It's correct. It just I just had to yeah. get there. It just took me a minute yeah. to. Yep. Yeah. Both teams are receiving points. Well done. I don't really have flavor flavor text on Tommy Maddox, but uh, he is our first. He is our first missing link clue. Okay. Question number two. Scott may call this a David question. Oh, what boy. is the o- what is the only number between four and sixteen inclusive? That has not been retired to honor an NFL quarterback. What are you doing with this missing link? There's going to be a number? What yeah. is going on here? <laughs> okay, we'll check in. All right. Damn it, not again. Has checked in yet again. And North Plus Face. Time to talk it out. Well, luckily, my partner knows uh, his quarterback numbers. Because I sure as hell don't. So that's oh, good. Somewhat. I think we're down to three that we can't really think of much for is six, 11, and 15 are the ones we couldn't think of anybody for. 11, I feel like, is a pretty common number. I mean, Matt Leinert wore 11 on the Cardinals. Yeah, so that's probably right. (laughs) 
And number six, I'm pretty sure Jay Cutler was six, but he's number's not retired anywhere. And he's the only, like, literally the only person yeah. to wear six that I can think of. And it's just, it's a pretty ugly number. Yeah. I Like I said, 15 to me feels like it'd be more of an old older QB, but I don't really have, there's a lot of obviously QBs that were missing. At this point, we're I don't just know what number they are. Yeah. So I you just pick one. I, I don't feel strongly at all. So I don't, I don't like 11. Yeah, so I mean, if you don't like six and you think it's ugly, yes, let's let's just check in with six. I can't think of anybody. Sounds good. All right, and damn it, not again. What did you guys check in with? Similar conversation. Started going around, ticking off guys that we knew for sure, and neither of us could think of one with the number six retired. So we checked in with six. And both teams are receiving points. So just as a quick recap, um, I just wrote down sort of the top quarterbacks and my estimation that had each number retired. So four is Favre, obviously. Five is McNabb. Six is The Gap. Seven is Elway. Eight is Steve Young. Nine is actually Steve McNair. Ten, Fran Tarkenton, I would say, although Eli Manning has also had his number retired. Eleven is Phil Sims. Twelve is a bunch oh. of guys. Kelly, Kelly, Greasy, Namath. Thirteen was Marino. Fourteen was uh, Dan Fouts. Fifteen was actually Bart Starr, so you were right that he was an older school person. And sixteen, Joe Montana. And there were others littered throughout that, um, but... Who'd you say for 11? Uh, Sorry, I missed it. Uh, 11 was Phil Sims. Okay. Mm. Phil Sims. Okay. So our theme-linked answers thus far are Tommy Maddox and six. Question number three. What's the only city that has had four different big four teams, each win an MVP since 2010? Yeah, I, I kind of like it, Josh. Yeah, let's just lock in because I'm not going to get anywhere else. We're going to check in, too. No, sorry. <laughs> I do it once You can do game. both. <laughs> okay, so Josh has locked in and Scott has checked in. And North, North Plus Face collectively has checked in. Damn it, not again. You get about a minute to talk this out. Um, okay, so I'm just going to do this via NBA MVPs because they're the ones that are easiest to remember because it doesn't have much turnover. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying um, to think the NHL just because it's going to be such a smaller like list, I think, of possibilities. But you, if so, uh, so you get Steph, you got Giannis, you got Jokic from last year, which I don't think. Um, so I don't think Denver has had a, a baseball MVP. I, mean, I don't um, think they've had an NHL one recently. I don't think Minneapolis has either. No, no, we can the Twin Cities. We can just move right on past. Yeah, them. keep on moving. Um, Let's see. I, I thought Boston, Boston popped into my head first, but I don't think they've had an NBA MVP. That's the thing that, that stuck with me. The one that's popping out to me the most since it's 2010, and it's like right on the cusp of when Derrick Rose won his MVP, is Chicago. Okay, because what is what did it say since 2010? Okay. Right. Well, I think Patrick Kane won with the Blackhawks. Right. Um. Now the question is, oh, well, who did? No, there's no, um, there's no NFL one. Who? Yeah. Um, turns. Um. All right, I'm gonna need an answer. Dallas. Okay. Well, then I'm. I mean, which one do you like better? Do you like LA or do you Damn like it. DC? <sighs> I like. I like it. Mm. I don't know about LA for the NHL. I don't know if the Ducks have had anyone. Right. Well, then you want to go with the Bay, like San Francisco Bay Area then? Because we know Steph has. 
Has there been a uh, San Jose shark? Okay, how about DC? Have they had? Uh, yeah, you had Harper. Because Ovechkin. Ovechkin. Probably. Has Washington. Know, a basketball one, though. Um, I have no, I don't know. Right. I, well, what do you think? Do you want to go with uh, DC or do you want to go with um, San Francisco, San Jose Bay Area? Or LA. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, okay. I don't know. Okay, let's just do LA. Let's just start right. with LA. All right. Los There's Angeles. lots of teams there. Yes. Lots of teams. Yes. Los Angeles. All right. Yes. You good? I, yeah. I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. Damn it, not again has checked in. North plus face. What did you guys have? I think I actually figured it out after the fact, which sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously our discussions were the same. We went through and tried to figure out, you know, starting I, I opposite of Wong, I said if we can just do the NFL MVPs because there aren't so many, right? There's been a lot of repeats since then that that might help. And we were able to eliminate like Green Bay and Kansas City, you know, right off the jump and things like that. Um, and then we got to Denver and we were like, I thought, you know, Peyton Manning won that one for the Broncos and then obviously Jokic and then couldn't remember if maybe like Matt Holiday snuck in an NL MVP or a Nolan Arenado and then we thought maybe Nathan McKinnon for the Avalanche might have won one so we checked in with uh, Denver but I think I figured it out when they were talking about um, Derek Rose because I think it's Chicago because it doesn't have to be all four sports I think it's Derek Rose Patrick Kane Chris Bryant and Jose Abreu all from Chicago so that's that's what I think it is, but unfortunately, I didn't figure that out until after. So we checked in with Denver. So neither team is receiving points, although Scott gets uh, mysterious non-existent bonus points for coming up with the answer after the fact. Yes, it is Chicago, and I thought I thought Eric and Josh were gonna were gonna get it as soon as they said Chicago, and they dismissed me, it me too. They dismissed it because of the Bears. So did I. In my head, I was like Derrick Rose, and then I went Bears. I didn't even think that the fact that the multiple teams in the same sport could – that my brain was just locked on the big four leagues. I mean, you have it worded where it doesn't say that. Yeah. But that's where my brain was, so. Yeah. Uh, I apologize that for three off the set. But our themed-linked answers thus far are Tommy Maddox, Six, and Chicago. Question number four, what country has the longest gap between years hosting the modern Olympics? Uh, we'll check in. All right. Damn it. Not again. Let's checked in. North plus face. Talk it out. <laughs> We're trying to use a theme that might not even be a theme to get the answer. <laughs> but it's fun, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> I, um so I'm thinking not, maybe, maybe greece yeah i'm not great with oh. olympics uh i'm terrible with olympics bombback will tell you that um just trying to think of multiple bit or multiple site yeah countries and it doesn't say summer or winter right so like i think france has hosted both so there's probably a smaller gap and right i would agree greece okay. i don't greece wouldn't host a, a winter olympics huh? Right, and we know we've got them in 04. And yeah. So if they were like one of the first early. modern Olympics. Yeah. We're looking sure. at probably, I mean, what, 70, 80 years maybe? 
Yeah. Has Mexico Hopefully. hosted twice? I didn't know Mexico hosted once. Okay. <laughs> I think they did. Maybe not. How about oh. Brazil? Have did they host before? I don't think they hosted before the 2008 or whenever that was. Right. I remember that one. Yeah, I don't know if they hosted before then. Uh, I don't know. Greece just doesn't seem like a a David type answer either. No, it doesn't. But I, I just don't know enough Olympic cities. And I, I guess, well, I know Olympic cities, just knowing cities. I don't know the gap in between Yeah. when they hosted. And I don't know when modern started. Right. I don't either. Yeah. I don't know what, exactly that what that means. when they put on clothes and stopped wrestling naked? <laughs> yes. What um, is that? How boring is that? <laughs> <laughs> it was before Kurt Angle. I know that. He, right, had, he had the singlet. We're probably running out of time. You want to just say Greece? Sure. It came. The movie came out in 1978. So, yeah. Checking in with Greece is the word. All right. Uh, Northwest face checked in. Darn it, not again. Or damn it, not again. Sorry. What did you guys have? Well, I can't imagine that they are incorrect because they hosted the first modern Olympics in the late 1800s, and then they didn't host again until the early 2000s. So. That's a pretty big gap in years. So we also said Greece. So I said that I typed that to Josh. I said, "Is the first one considered modern?" Because we didn't know. Well, they they host. So they hosted the first, like way right. back. But yeah. they also hosted the first modern. They okay. were the first host of the modern Olympics as well. Josh is correct. Yeah, the first modern Olympics was 1896, and they didn't host again until 2004. So yeah. the Winter Olympics actually was completely irrelevant because the Winter Olympics didn't start till the twenties. But that's why I was as, sort of that's as why soon I was as sort I thought of, of Greece. Know. I was like, that uh, question didn't yeah. matter. That was yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, yep. So uh, our and so yes, everybody got it. It was Greece, and our themed linked answers are Tommy Maddox, six, Chicago, and Greece. Here we go. Question number five in the missing link. What's the only school? that has had at least three running backs win the Heisman and at least three quarterbacks win the Heisman. We'll check. All right, damn it, not again, has checked in. North plus face. Your first thought was USC? Yeah, well, you have, what, Palmer. Liner. Uh, Liner, and who would be the third? Somebody back in the day, probably. Yeah, and then running backs you had. Well, does Reggie Bush count? OJ. Yeah. OJ Marcus Allen was there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it probably makes sense. I mean, what about Oklahoma? You had Bradford. Oh. Do they have enough quarterbacks? Um, I don't. Uh, Jason White was Oklahoma. Jason White. And then what? Running backs? Billy Sims, right? Yeah. Did AP win it when he was there? I don't think so. No, he did not. Um, and then Ohio State's not going to have enough, right? Because I mean, Archie Griffin gives him. Two, well, what two awards? Not it's, it's still one running back. Yeah, and then obviously Troy Smith, but I don't think they'd have enough QBs. Florida, Florida had Tebow, Danny Warfel, and Danny Warfel won the Heisman from Florida. Yeah, and Spurrier won two with three quarterbacks for sure. What about I don't know? Backs? I don't know about three Florida running backs though. With Fred Taylor, I don't think. Yeah, no, he didn't win it. 
So probably not Florida. I don't think Florida State would have enough running backs. No. I don't think Notre Dame would have enough. I think it's either USC or Oklahoma. Should we go Oklahoma? Yes, we should. All right, let's do that. Checking in Oklahoma right. officially, David. Okay, so Northwest Face has checked in. Damn it, not again. You're going to tell us what you got? We also checked in with Oklahoma. And it is correct. And you guys, you guys pretty much had it. It's been quarterbacks most recently or more recently with uh, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Sam Bradford, Jason White. But then uh, going back some ways, it was Billy Sims in the 70s, Steve Owens in the 60s, Billy Vessels in the 50s. So, yeah, they're the only one that's had so much sort of diversity in their Heisman winners. All right. Our themed link dancers are Tommy Maddox, six, Chicago, Greece, and Oklahoma. Going to pause now for folks to think about their their theme guesses. All right. Both teams have submitted guesses. Uh, damn it, not again. Submitted after the fourth question. And North plus face after the fifth question. So I'll go to North plus face. Oh, no, I'll, let's go to damn it, not again. And have us tell us like what your thinking was. Well, I was all all over Motley Crue as the first. I, I sent I sent it to David after Crue too. <laughs> I was like Nikki Six and Tommy Lee. I was waiting for Vince Neal. I was like, if this is Neil. Yeah, and I'm like, how? Did, which one of these cities is Mick Mars or Vince Neal? And and then uh, after the, I'm like, man, none of this makes any sense. And then once we figured out the answer to um, the Greece one, then it clicked. Um, Tommy six Chicago Greece and then use that to get Oklahoma are all musicals so we checked in with musicals as the I can't theme. believe that that and that is correct they are all musicals I cannot believe that that Scott just completely by coincidence twice mentioned that Greece came out in 1979 78 <laughs> and then and then still took a minute to, to latch on to it but well, because yeah. we were on the Motley Crue train <laughs> I know I know so I actually I threw in six because I thought that would throw you off the scent a little bit. I, when I was playtesting those people, they got it too quickly. Six is a musical that's on Broadway now. It's about Henry VIII's six wives. And they mm-hmm. sing about how one of them was beheaded and one of them was thrown in jail and da 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 So yeah, I mean, I was, I had been, uh, my original one, I had Josh Hamilton as-, as I, 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 so I, I actually had a Broadway show's missing link Britain. Thanks, David, that I oh, can't now. I have to cross that off the list. I, I had Scott Hamilton. Oh, there. Scott Hamilton would have been, um, yeah, would have been good. I also, mine, I yeah. also had one written for Al Oliver, but I wasn't sure that I, I wasn't sure I wouldn't get the Who for that. He was an old-time Ranger and uh, mm-hmm. probably from the seventies. It was a good, good hitter. Like he probably had twenty-five hundred career hits. But anyway, yeah, I was, I was playing with all kinds of musical themes. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. Did he play for anyone else, Al Oliver? Uh, was... I remember he was a Ranger and an Expo. I think I'm trying to remember where else he, wasn't he played. A twin. I thought he was a twin. Uh, no, I don't I remember think he... him being a. A ranger. It's definitely a name I know, so you wouldn't have gotten it. Oh, but anyways, we, we also checked in with musicals after the fifth, just so because he didn't really say it. But yeah, I yes, figured yes. you probably did at that point. But. I did. You know, my when I when I first saw Motley Crue after after six and Tommy, I was like, holy crap, that works. But then of course I knew it was going to fall apart with Chicago. Plus. Yeah. If I were writing one on Motley Crue, Six and Tommy would have been the last two clues, not the first. Well, of course, two. Yeah. So I had yes. I had just told him to send it, and then I think you started saying the next clue when you're like, "What city?" And then uh, while yeah, we uh, but I was thankfully like, no, I stopped, same, same thing happened to us. 
Yeah, we sent it just before. Yeah. <laughs> so after the third quarter, we have scores of North plus Face with 235 points and Damn It Not Again with 455 points. So it is not mathematically impossible. No, we can and still crash and burn. Especially That's with right. Walling. Yeah. There is still, there is still yes. room for the Walling factor. That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. All right. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, the Lion King pertaining to NFL receiving records. Question two, the producers pertaining to baseball hitting leaders. Question three, Les Miserables pertaining to the NCAA men's tournament for basketball, sorry. And question four, Broadway Joe pertaining to Super Bowl history. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one in the category Lion King. What two players share the record for most consecutive games with 100-plus yards receiving, with eight such games? The two set the record for teams in the same division and both accomplished the feat in the last 10 years. Uh, We'll check in. All right. Damn it. Not again. That's checked in. North plus face. Our initial thoughts were Calvin Johnson and Devontae Adams. Immediately, that's was like, oh, that's got to be those two. Lion King is the category, so I figured a lion has to be one of them, right? Yes. So that's Calvin. And then I brought up, I thought I remember Adam Thielen doing this in Stefan Diggs's like last year or the year before. And then Josh started putting on a show like he doesn't know it. So we thought maybe it was a Viking. Yeah. <laughs> We did sense a little bit of overacting, so but it made us If that's not the case, then, then we might have just overthought it. But we No, didn't. if that's not the case, it actually ended up being <laughs> masterful acting because he wasn't actually acting, <laughs> which now I'm just all messed up. But we ended up checking in with Calvin Johnson and Adam Thielen. Well, Broadway is the theme of the night. So, all right. So, uh, Northwest Face has checked in. So, damn it, not again. What did you guys have? I actually wasn't doing any acting. I was just typing more things to eric we were just just having a conversation really i wasn't really doing anything other than just having more conversation but um (laughs) yes i i do remember when this happened and uh yeah it was adam thielen who tied kelvin johnson so that's what we checked in with both teams are receiving points and yeah scott you're exactly right lion king was supposed to get you onto the because yeah, I felt like cool. I needed to oh. frame it somewhere. Lion King was supposed to get you to Calvin Johnson and then stay within the division for, for Adam Thielen. Yes, go ahead, Josh. Uh, all right, we wagered 16 points. Oh, I sorry. Mean, I did you guys to... say how much you guys wagered? Oh, we no. did not. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. My bad. How much did you guys wager? We wagered 58. Both teams are getting their points, the 16 and the 58. Well done. Well done. All right, so question two, which is the producers. The only time in the last 100 years that a Major League Baseball team has had players finish one, two, and three in the league in hitting happened in the 1990s. The team went on to win the World Series. The guys who finished number two and number three in the league went on to the Hall of Fame, but number one did not. Name all three. Wow, this is a cool question. A David question, if you will. All right, David, we'll check in. 
All right, North plus face is checked in. Damn it, not again. 30 seconds. So, let the lead in hitting. I'm assuming that means average? Batting average? Right. Yes, sir. That hits. I don't think... So, okay, I think we're down to... What do we have? We have Reds, Yankees, Braves, Marlins, Twins, Jays. Of those, I think... So the names have popped out to me that would have, or the three names that I could think of that had won, or maybe have won batting titles were Pendleton, O'Neill, and Olerud. Olerud would have played with Carter, which, but I don't know if he would have had a man. Was it one of the Jays teams? Yeah. So the more I was thinking through those Jays teams that won, and Olerud for sure was always way up there in the league. He would make sense as a guy who did. Yep. Uh, Molitor could have easily been. So yeah, Molitor, and then also Roberto Alomar was on this team. And uh, Roberto Alomar's in the Hall of Fame. He is in the Hall of Fame. Then I think because Molitor is too, so I think we've that's probably it then. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I like we're that. being pressured to get our answer yeah. in right now. Yeah. So yeah, I would. Yeah. So let's check in with those. Allrood. Do we need the players, or what did we? Yes, need? it was the three players. Okay. We needed the three players, right? Not the team. Right, David? Correct, correct. Yes. Okay, yeah. Name all so three. Allerud, Alomar, Molitor for 32 points. Okay. And Northwest Face, what you guys have? Um, I'm going to pull Wong here and say this game is officially under protest now um, because when Josh left, he was saying O'Neill and was going to name some Yankees and their time would have been out. I didn't say now they come. No, Walling did. No, Walling did. And then Josh came back with this Blue Jays nonsense after Walling had said Joe Carter. Nowhere in that in there were the other guys. But anyways, we also checked in because the only other team we could think of that might have it would would be the 99 Yankees and there wasn't a third guy that made sense there. So we also checked in with Paul Molitor John Olerud and Roberto Alomar for 58 points. And both teams are receiving points. I should have, I should have penalized the, uh, the damn it, not again, guys for, for saying Olerud, Alomar, Molitor, because the actual order was Olerud, Molitor, Alomar. No, I'm, 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 I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Well, th- this one was supposed to be the, the something for everyone question because Molitor is of course from Minnesota and Olerud is from Washington and yeah. is in fact from the Seattle area, but and also, Roberto Alomar is awesome. Yeah, and, that's and, why I right. checked in with him because he went and, to school and, in Washington. A, yep, there you go. And John John Olerud's birthday, he's an eight fiver. Yes, he is. Yeah, so there you go. All right, saying, well done, everybody. The ten twenties. If you guys want to have a kid, have him on ten twenty. That's one of the cool kids. <laughs> if you want to have a kid, make sure it's ten twenty. Plan it out in advance. Look, it's Mickey Mantle. Snoop and me, like how much better could you? Well, I you had me through the first two, but I mean, um, eight eight fibers are real sweaty. It's me, David, and Patrick Ewing. So (laughs) (laughs) he's not wrong. Okay, (laughs) question three in Les Miserables: There are three schools in the current major conferences: ACC, Big Twelve, Big Ten, Pac twelve, SEC, and Big East, who have not made the NCAA men's basketball tournament since at least two thousand nine. Name two of the three, and you can have three guesses. I'll give you two hints to, hints to help narrow it down. One of them is Eastern Time Zone, one is Central, and one is Pacific, and all three are located in states that have been presidential blue states since at least 1988. Most of the questions this game just, I feel like I've been racing against the clock. They're like thought-provoking to the point where it's like if I just had 10 minutes, 
by thought provoking, you mean impossible. Scott, I was. <laughs> I'm good with that. All right, David, we'll check in. All right, North Plus Face has checked in. Damn it, not again. We think we might have won Washington State. I've been sitting here the whole time trying to think of the central time zone blue state that has had a team not be there since then. And yeah, all we can come up with is Illinois is the central blue state. Well, no, Minnesota it is has been oh, yeah, a blue Minnesota state since before even 80. They were the only blue state in 84 and they've been blue ever since. Um, or 80, one of those 80 or 84, but it's not Minnesota. I, it's not Illinois or Northwestern because Northwestern went for the first time a couple of years back, I think 2017. Mm-hmm. A bunch of the other states flopped to red in 2016 in the central. So I don't have any idea what's really going to work for the central. And then the east, you have all of, yeah, almost all of that northeast, northeast has been yeah. blue. So pick a college from out of there Oof. that's in one of those. Like St. John's or. Are they in one of the? Oh, they're in the Big East now, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. Have they been there recently? You want to go with that one? Sure. We'll go. You want to go with Washington State and St. John's? And just see if we get those two out of the three, because I can't think of a. Yeah, I can't think of. I mean, I'm really curious who that that middle one is. That Central yeah. State one. Is. Yeah, let's just check it in because spoiler alert: we bid zero. So, yeah. <laughs> so Washington State, St. Yeah. John's, and we will be very surprised about the Central. Yes, more of a mental exercise. Though. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Okay. North plus face. Uh, yeah, I, we had no clue, really. So I listed out all the Pac-12 teams because it had to have been at least one Pac-12 team since they're the only conference in the Pacific time zone. And I couldn't remember if Washington State made it when they had Clay. So since we got three guesses at two teams, we put I was between Cal and Washington State, so we put both of them. And then we just had to pick a random team from the Northeast because we just really had no clue. I, St. John's made it with Chris Mullins as their coach, I think, two or three years ago. Pretty sure. So we just put Rutgers, but I think they've been there too. But that was all we could come up with. So our three answers are Rutgers, Cal, and Washington State. Checked in. Well, neither team is receiving points. 58 oh, points. But we're, 58. we're losing 58 points. Okay. So neither team is receiving points. Uh, and only one team is losing points. So Cal made it as recently as 2016. Um, Rutgers was in it last year. I think they're in it technically again this year. They are not... playing Notre Dame in a play-in game because mm. I know that because I have a good friend who's a Rutgers fan and a good friend who's a Notre Dame fan. And it's Got just it. weird that those two circles are intersecting. Happened happen to intersect, yeah. yeah. Um, so Josh is also right. Uh, Josh North is right that St. John's made it just a few years ago. Um, so that is correct. So the correct answers are Washington State, which everybody got. Uh, the one that nobody mentioned was Boston College. Uh, they have not been in the tournament in a very long time. And and the blue the blue state you were missing, you hit the state. You just didn't hit the school. Is the DePaul Blue Demons in Chicago? Oh God! Oh, so, oh they're in the they're the Big East. And they're yeah. not they're they're not some obscure school. I mean, it, in my no, mind, that's obscure certainly... for them being Big East in the Central Time Zone. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, from that perspective, sure. <laughs> from that perspective, yeah. But if you're going to go by names of conferences, then you know they're like no, Utah's, no, Utah's not in the Pacific Coast. So, no, <laughs> so. I wouldn't have. I would even with more time, I, I wouldn't have. I couldn't have come up with another school in Illinois. I wouldn't have come yeah. up with another one. 
Well, the only reason I said they're not obscure is not just because they're, they're the Big East is a fair comment, but DePaul has been, I mean, they've made Final Fours, and I mean, they they have had well, a historical- A long time. A long, fairly long time ago, sure, sure. They've been uh, really not much of anything. I'm going to go on a limb and say they haven't made one since 2009, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that you are right. Fair enough. That you are right. All right, I'm going to move us along here. So question four, our final question of our game. Category was Broadway Joe. So Joe Namath is one of three Alabama quarterbacks to play in the Super Bowl, along with Ken Stabler and Bart Starr. But within 10, how many total points have been scored by Alabama players, former Alabama players in the Super Bowl? And I just want to remind you for clarification, because this has come up on the podcast before. Quarterbacks throwing touchdowns do not count as points for the quarterback. Okay, so I just want to make sure that we're counting this correctly. We'll check in. Damn it, not again. Has checked in for the last time and North Post Face for the last time. You want to talk it out? Nope. No, just just pick a number, Josh. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking I have no clue. So I think there's been 56 Super Bowls. You think somebody from Alabama's maybe scored once out of every four to six Super Bowls. So 56 times six divided by five puts us right around 69. So let's go 69. <laughs> Who's your roommate nice. again? Who's your roommate again? <laughs> All right. So uh, North Plus Face has checked in. Uh, that's for 58 points. Okay. Thank you for telling me because I keep forgetting to ask. Damn it. Not again. What you got? So we're not sure if this is a little bit of a trick question. So we're going from a range from zero to 20. So we are saying 10 for zero points. That is what we're checking in with. So in the history of the Super Bowl, there have been something like 2,600 points that have been scored. And the number that have been scored by Alabama players is exactly zero. (laughs) Nice. So, I, so I guess Sean Alexander didn't score in that Super Bowl. Uh, no, I thinking, no. Mark, Mark I, I, I actually saw this list of uh, breakdown of players that have scored from Super Bowls, and and the, whoever's writing the article said it was this amazing fact that I just had to work in because it was for all of the Alabama stuff, and of course the Alabama quarterbacks have been heroes of Super Bowls, and yada yada yada. Zero points have been scored by Alabama players. So. Anyway, I don't typically like the range questions, but I thought this one was was a cool enough fact to make it. Not only a range question, but a trick question. I don't know. Zero is a trick question. That's a trick question. I mean, until recently, their their skill guys weren't that great. No, some running backs, like maybe Eddie Lacy fell in in the Packers Super Bowl or whatever. But yeah, they haven't had that many opportunities either. There have been a lot of years of Super Bowls, as Josh North pointed out, and there's been a lot of guys from Alabama just in the league at the end. Well, they're also hurt after like, that one out. Also, yeah. like two years because Nick Saban runs them to the ground. <laughs> I, I don't get, I don't I don't know what qualifies as a trick question, but I mean I think that was a totally legitimate. Like there was there was nothing like I wasn't I wasn't mincing words or anything. So I, was, I was it was that there was I, I meant it in more of like a uh, like it's probably one one to two touchdowns where if it's if the quarterbacks don't count. Right. Yeah. Right. Like one of them may have you know just done a sneak, but we gotta co- just on the off chance that the answer is zero, we gotta cover zero to 
because I initially said, should we say 11, which is 1 to 21? And he's like, I was thinking 10, 0 to 20. <laughs> oh, right, because Julio Jones didn't score in 28 to 3. Well, obviously, nobody who has gone to Alabama. Right, right. So uh, on the list of, of teams, the, the breakdown of teams and uh, college teams and po- people from that school that have gone on uh, and how much they've scored in the Super Bowl, anyone want to guess what number one is? Randomly. Michigan? Oh, wait, no, that's points. a quarterback. He's a quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like Notre Dame, but oh. no, that's QB. Like it's, um, it's, actually, it's actually the U. It's Miami. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, oh, it does make yeah, sense. Yeah. But about as much, I don't know. It, it didn't seem to make sense uh, to me that Alabama would never have had any. Well, you had a pretty big run in the nineties of yeah. the U. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a lot of it too is that like number two on the list is is Penn State, and the reason that Penn State is number two is that Franco Harris scored a bunch, and then right. yeah. Matt, and then Matt and Chris Barr, the kickers, just 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 like so. You say at some so, point so, yeah. there's going to be some kickers somewhere. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure, and that's that's actually. Number four on the list is the top Pac-12 school on the list, and that's Josh. This is for you. It's California, actually, because of Marshawn Lynch, but also because of Ryan Longwell, because of Doug Bryan, because of I mean, there were a whole bunch of kickers. Ray Worshing. Well, I can I can remember one anyway. time Marshawn Lynch didn't score in a Super Bowl um, when he should have. Uh, fair there, enough. Where's Oklahoma State fall on that? So, not in the top ten. I can really? tell you that well, for sure. Well, well, Walling, their catches would have to be actually called catches for you know and end playoff oh, games for any of their points to count so. Ouch. i i know i look it was a catch I, it was a catch i had no skin in the game it was a catch <laughs> all right so the game has come to an end and here are the final scores north plus face fought valiantly and finished with 235 points and as josh said thought-provoking means impossible i guess and our clipboard captains of the game who are seeming the coveted tommy maddox award was damn it not again with 503 points well done congratulations guys anything else anybody wants to talk about before we call it a night no i just want to say thanks for having me back on uh i'm glad i could come in and get my te- teeth kicked in again with scott that was very fun <laughs> don't don't ever team us up again right. <laughs> put that in the notes put that for, in for notes many reasons when I saw Josh, like when we were doing signups and I saw Josh North, like when he got signed up for this one, I was like, all right, I'll sign up for this one, thinking that Marcus would have had to have been on this one so I could hang out with Marcus. Here I am, no Marcus and Josh North, and I got my ass kicked. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, Josh, next time you come on, I want to be your teammate. All right, that sounds good. Oh, all right. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a W there. <laughs> Unless Ede writes the game. And, he'll and then it's over. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> right. We'll make sure Ede's not hosting. Other than that, I think we're maybe a Lundberg joint. All right. Well, well thanks, everybody. Anybody else want to say anything? Uh, Josh, thanks for uh, being a Patreon subscriber. We really appreciate that. You and all of you who, um, you know, help us out with a little bit of scratch every month. It, it definitely helps us, you know, pay the bills and all that goodness. So appreciate that. Um, David, well-written game, even with your tricky zero uh, question at the end. Um, yeah, no, it was good. And uh, I was going to say something else. I can't remember what. But hey, thanks everybody for listening. All of you hearing my voice right now, thank you for listening to our podcast. Eric, please, what you no, got? No, no, no. I will echo the sentiments of my fellow players and say, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, uh, David, for putting a good game together. Um, 
And I will say that I'm glad that I had a crisis of confidence uh, around Tommy Lee and Nikki Six and, <laughs> and decided not to check it in because I guess that's that's what I get for getting, you know, losing emphatically for two weeks or four weeks in a row. It slows down the trigger finger, you're saying? It does. I was like, I don't believe myself anymore. <laughs> um, so, no, it was fun. Uh, yeah, it was good, good to hang out as usual, guys. Thanks. So I guess that leaves it to me to thank all of our players for a fun game and for indulging me on some of my time crunch questions. Thanks especially to Josh for playing and for your support. And to everyone else, thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes! Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.